Good afternoon, and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, bringing you the music of jazz drummer Paul Modian on WRFR Low Power Community Radio in Rockland, Maine. The show has music he created, music he was inspired by, and music he inspired. And I'd like to thank my sponsors for the show, The Curator and Dowling Walsh Gallery, both on Main Street in Rockland, and Rockport Automotive in Rockport. Um, During this pandemic, I'm making the show on my home computer and sending it in to the station for broadcast. So it is not live. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can check out my webpage at www.jazzcloset.blogspot.com and there's a Facebook page attached to that as well. show features an interview with jazz guitarist Bill Frizzell. Um, We've been trying to do an interview for quite a while and the timing never worked so doing it at home worked out well. Um, I did it on Zoom and I've added the music clips in and um, the interview is dispersed throughout the program so I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we finally got to talk, and because uh, I, you know, I found I have tapes. Of, I have like a oh, 1981 wow. tape of you playing solo. You know, like Whoa, you with do. Paul. Yeah, oh and God. I I just I just got them. I got them oh, digitized that... a little while ago, but I haven't like processed them. But so I think that must I can... be. Wow, that's like right when I first started playing. Yeah, so I can, I'm going to, I can, I think you'll be able to hear it if I just play it on my studio here, you know? Uh-huh. So we can do that and see like what you remember. Like this is, uh, this one, there's one that's from June of 1981. And the other one is, um, no, I can't remember exactly. Wow, it's not too it's, they're both they're around the same time one of them on one of the tapes is just like it's just like you and you and paul but then you and mark johnson played with you guys for a little while or, yeah, yeah that was at the very at the very beginning mark johnson was there yeah and then wow. it looked, yeah it looks like he had to he had some other gig or something so he couldn't yeah yeah he couldn't keep playing so that's, you know, so that's old. And um, yeah, his, yeah, June 4th, where you, you want to hear it? Sure. Uh, okay. okay. That's going to be weird. Oh, man. So this is Boomerang um, from June 4th, 1981, with Paul Modian and Bill Frizzell. Wow, what is, what is that? That's a... Yeah. It's um 
It says boomerang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just you and Paul. Wow. And then him just playing that beat like that. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh. This is crazy. Yeah, you don't usually listen. It's so funny that he's just playing that very strict. Because I guess I just played the, at the very beginning, I played the melody and now I'm just improvising. So I'm not sure what he's, oh, there's, there's the melody. This is the actual song here. Is there, then does he talk about it or anything? There's, that's um, what I was curious if he was telling me what to do. found this, but there's another, there's another cut where you guys are, he's talking to you. It's, it's pretty funny. So I'll play that. I just wow, that is so weird. So that was some of Bill's reactions when he was listening, and now we're going to hear the whole cut.
This is yes. way before, this is way before the quintet or anything. So yeah, it's, 81. So it's like the, I don't even think Joe had come in there yet. I'm not sure, but um, it's probably right after Mark left. Well, it's Mark, this, that was June 4th and June, and on June 12th, I think you guys played again. I think Mark was still there, but then not much after that. But there is some, well, yeah, there's Mark and Bill. Yeah, there was a whole kind of all this Marty Ehrlich came and then yeah, Stan Strickland and, Mike and then, Stern, Mike oh, Stern. yeah. Yeah, but Joe was, it says my thoughts are, Paul, Mark Johnson, Bill Frizzell, Mike Stern, Joe Lovano. Wow. Because I remember one day we got together with Mike Stern. Yeah. And then, I, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I have, uh, I have a tape of that, too. Um, yeah, you were playing. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty funny because after Paul's always like, you know, no more rehearsals and all that stuff later on in his life. And yeah. He really, but he seems like he's like, does sort of like direct the other players like to sort of hear the music back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, because I know, um, you know, Russ Lossing told me that when he would go over there, like Paul would just have him play his new music, you know, so he could hear it, you know, and listen yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Let me play that other little chatter for uh, you. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Just try it once by yourself. Where here, where uh, leave this out. Leave. I know. I know it ain't gonna work already. But just leave this out. These two bars out. I hate to ruin it. I, mean, I stopped fucking around with this, and then we could never work. We'll go back to the original thing. So yeah, right. So you leave this out. Alright? And also, we leave this out. And here was something here, but let's see. Add a bar here. <laughs> Can you do that? Is that legible? <laughs> just don't put the tape on. Just let me hear what that's like. Does he say the name of the song? He wrote New Peace. Oh, because I remember playing this. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, I don't know what, I got to figure out what that song is. It Did totally we, comes, I can't remember if we played it in the band later. Did it become that Prairie Avenue Cowboy, maybe? Do you remember that tune? Oh, yeah, but no, that's no, not it. That's it's not sort it. of like that, but. Yeah. Uh, 
familiar but I don't know if we actually ever played it or recorded it yeah Boy, I'm not great at figuring out what my memory is so but then I'm thinking well wait a minute that's like 40 years ago <laughs> I can that's a little bit of an excuse uh, August 7th 1981 wow because I think the the very first gig that we did was in maybe september or something like or october even or something yeah you played at riles with a quartet just yeah with um eddie schuler and joe and you yeah yeah i actually have a tapes of that too which is wow yeah um i think paul recorded it and then he said he sort of put together the best cuts and sent oh. it to some record companies and oh yeah yeah wow 
that was what like listening to this was reminding me of the shock of like you hear how he i mean he wasn't always playing this way but he would play very at his apartment you know he would just play kind of simply and he was you know you could tell he was listening to the listening to the structure of the song and he would it was just very reserved and then i just when we went up to riles the first moment of it was just like a, i couldn't believe it the the force that came out you know we'd go up there and he drove yeah. that his car that chevrolet up there yeah and he had he these these chinese tom toms and all. he had all this stuff that he wouldn't normally have in his apartment and he just we started the first note and it was like oh my god we're in this uh, it was like a i can't even tell you the the transition from rehearsal to the actual real world of yeah playing a gig it was just like i couldn't believe it i really like it i mean i really like that gig it was it used but you guys sound it, you sound almost like a rock and roll band, you know, it's really, <laughs> yeah. it's different, you know, it's a wow, kind of raucous is... and, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I could send, I could, um, yeah. Oh, I'd could, love to hear that. that would be... Yeah, I could, just, yeah, I could find, dig that out and, uh, and, and play a, some of it for you, play a cut on there. You want me to find it? <laughs> Sure, sure. Okay. This is a uh, tangram. Oh, Remember yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. Uh
Yeah, I don't think we ever recorded that song. We just played it on gigs, but. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's part of it. I can send you the. Uh, wow, that's you. wild. So yeah, it does. I mean, you're, it is like in the rehearsal, he's just like keeping time or something. Y- yeah. Yeah. And at the gig, he's like, goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's incredible to hear that. Want to hear a little more of another song? You had it. We had a uh, Mandeville, Victoria, Secondhand, and Fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Think? Any of. I remember and, playing and, Victoria. That was yeah. super beautiful song. That one. Yeah, I like that song.
was Victoria your his aunt or your Paul's aunt? aunt. Yeah, his grandmother's his mother's sister, my grandmother's sister. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, and and he is like he uses the bells with your guitar, which he kind of stopped after a while. He decided that oh, he yeah. needed the bells and stuff. Yeah. I don't think we played this much after that either. I don't remember. You're just reminding me I should be playing these songs more. It's like, wow. Yeah, pretty different than uh, that first song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tangram, that's like a rock and roll anthem or something. <laughs> wow. So um, did you guys drive down there together to Boston? So you think no. that was probably the first gig? That, that, that yeah, played? that's yeah. definitely the first gig. And yeah, no, I think we drove separately. I think I went with Carol, and I remember seeing his, you know, when he drove up with his in his car and stuff. That, yeah. Um, yeah, because he used to visit. He he would often visit us either before he went before he had a gig in Boston or on the way home. Oh yeah, maybe he came, right. did he, he was, stop he would, he at your would, place? In Rhode Island, yeah. Yeah, that's what I sort of remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what kind of, I had a Volkswagen or something that I went up there with at that point. Wow, it's crazy. So what do you, um, what do you remember about those early practices that was yeah so this was september 14th and 15th of 81 and yeah i mean yeah that was i mean that was a major <laughs> moment for me you know doing actually doing a real gig with him and, and that was just the beginning of the whole thing it i'm trying to remember then when because it wasn't so that was September, then... Yeah, and then you guys went, you went on a European tour in December. Yeah, and then yeah, and he added, November. Yeah, and that was where we recorded that Psalm album, and it's yeah, just and everything, it's just like suddenly there was all this activity, yeah. you know, from He added Billy that, Yeah. Yeah, in between, yeah. And that that first tour was... I don't know, it must have been three weeks or four weeks. You know, it's a long... Yeah, I think it was at, at least, yeah, about that. Maybe even four weeks. He, we had all the concerts um, yeah. recorded from that tour. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And, um, and I had them digitized, but they're, you played a lot of the same songs, you know. Yeah. Um, on different nights, but... Um, and I'm trying to remember if we yeah. did... I don't, I'm not even sure if we did, we did that first gig and then I'm not sure if we did one more gig with Billy Drews before we went to Europe or maybe, um, maybe Billy, oh yeah. maybe it was just, um, I think, uh, yeah, actually I can look it up in the book. Or we might have even played in New York somewhere or something before the European tour. Um. Yeah, here's he writes, this is in um, August. He writes, I didn't realize so much that guitar could take away the need for bells and percussion. I don't have to play the sounds, chords, filling in spaces that was happening when I had sax, drums, bass, trio. Oh, wow. 
really did he ever express that to you that difference he never said that to me out loud yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah here's yeah yeah i don't think billy drew's i mean he might have been just at the last minute before we did that tour i think he decided to add him or something yeah because it's still all quartet oh wait no here it is rehearsal september 26 and billy drews is on that oh, wow. so that oh, looks wow. like and so that's a little bit after that first gig then right so you did that gig at the end of set at the um September 14th. So yeah, just a, uh, not even two weeks. Huh. Yeah. yeah, and then Billy rehearsed with you a bunch. And then you went on the tour November 25th. Wow, so we didn't do any other gigs until the tour, I guess. Uh, oh, no, you played at Riles as a quintet at the end of November. Oh, okay. And I don't know if there's anywhere else. That must have been just right before the tour then. Yeah, that was right before the tour. Yeah, nope, that's it. You just had that one gig with Billy and then you went to Europe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great having you able to get all this little tidbits of detailed info, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's amazing the the records that he kept of all this. It's just yeah. incredible. Um, next we're talking about a photo I recently found from 1948 when Paul was a senior in high school and it's his first band and I uh, found a little note about it that he was remembering about it too um, and there is a trumpet player, a saxophone, a piano and a guitar and then Paul uh, sort of in the background so I posted that on my Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet Facebook page if you want to see it. So did you see that picture, that writing I found about that Man. picture, that old picture? Is oh, that wild? Oh, no, I didn't see yeah. the... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it must have just been... That was from was, that. Yeah, don't you think? Do, was yeah, that a that bass guitar? To, Can you tell? No, it's a regular guitar. because he, oh. he said there was no bass, and it was just... Ah, yeah. So his guitar... Piano, trumpet, and drums, or something. Yeah. So, but man, what killed me was seeing his hands. You can see both his hands very clearly in the in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like I swear. I mean, I must have stared at his hands. You know, for thirty years, I looked. At, <laughs> I was watching his hands. You know, and. They look exactly the same, the way he's holding the sticks and that sort of graceful way with his fingers, you know, and I, even at that, so he was what, like 16 or seven, something? Yeah, 16 or 17. Uh, he, would, yeah. he would have been, um, he would have been just at the end of, well, he, he graduated in January. So they, you know, he was like halfway through his senior year of high school. Well, Oh yeah, so mm -hmm. yeah. But I could just, I could almost hear. I could. I bet he sounded the same back then. So? As he... <laughs> well, he said they did a recording, but I and he thought oh, maybe, he thought man. maybe my mother has it at her house, but I. I, I wow, what that would, would be. What one. would it be on? And from 1948, would it be a 78 record? Or a 
or a regular album or or would it be a just a tape like a like reel a, to reel tape or something oh yeah i've I've never seen the real tape but from forty eight oh my God, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder I if they made they yeah, it would be it could even be a seventy-eight, I guess. Yeah. I do have I mean I have some books of seventy-eights that were his family's, but they're I thought it was all Armenian music, you know. But I'm yeah. gonna be able to look in it and see. Wow, that would be wild to hear mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That those pictures were in um they weren't in his things. They were, um, they were in a box of his mother's things that, you know, oh, yeah. how people keep letters and stuff. And yeah. They were just in an wow. envelope. So he must have uh-huh. given them to her, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So they, she didn't really want him to become a musician, he said, but his, I don't, I don't know, sounds like his dad was supportive because he, uh, <laughs> he had a, uh, his father at that time, you know, uh, his father was a businessman, you know, he had, he owned a Turkish bathhouse, you know, where people would come. Oh, and, I never you know, knew to that. Watch, like in the, you know, in the, wow. teens, in the like 1915 to 1925 or something. And, um, oh, but before, you mean before he came, was he in Cuba or something? I forget how that. No, he was, he lived in Providence. Paul's mother, oh, okay. Paul's, Paul's mother immigrated through Cuba, but, um, but oh, right. so he was, he came here in 1901 and um, he lived in, um, in Manhattan at first for at, at least, oh, wow. at least 10 years, a little more than 10 years. And then for some reason he moved to Providence and. Um, and, you know, a lot of people didn't have indoor plumbing then. So, you know, they, they would use a place where you could go and take wow, a shower. Wow, that is bath, amazing. You know? And, um, but after the depression, you know, he, I think, I, I don't know, I, I he think he was a car mechanic or something after that, but then the depression hit. So the family was pretty poor, you know, when oh, Paul wow. was growing up. So his father was a dishwasher when he was in high school at this big, hotel in Providence called the Narragansett Hotel and it had a big ballroom you know oh, one wow. of those big uh you know I don't know how many stories probably 30 or 40 story building oh, wow. and uh Paul said so on his gig so Paul walked worked there as a dishwasher too um you know when he was in high school and then he started getting some gigs and he had a wedding or something that he did there and and his at father, the hotel at mean? the hotel yeah and his oh, father man. and all the guys from the kitchen were like you know watching from the back and they were wow they were really so patting him on the back they're like yeah keep doing that paul you get your <laughs> suit you know, you know <laughs> wow that is so cool yeah is... um, wow. <laughs> yes his father was Seems like a cool guy. I wish I knew him. <laughs> but he was a lot older than the Paul's mother, right? Was... Yeah, yeah. He was like twenty years older. He was wow. like, um, so he must have been. He was probably fifty, a little over fifty when Paul was born. Wow. You know, so yeah, he was quite a bit older. Yeah, so he died when Paul was in the navy. 
We're going to go to the top of the hour with another cut from Live at Riles, September 14th and 15th, 1981. And this is Mandyville.
Welcome back to the second hour of Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. And I'd like to thank my sponsors, the Dowling Walsh Gallery and Curator in Rockland and Rockport Automotive in Rockport. This is a second part of an interview I did with Bill Frizzell. I'm mostly reminiscing about 1981 and some rehearsal tapes that I have that were Paul's and um and more so keep listening so i i have well i have that one more thing i want to play for you too i mean i haven't really asked you any <laughs> i don't really know how i'm going to do this i think i'm going to take this <laughs> audio recording and then i'll chop it up and put the music in you know oh yeah yeah Ooh. yeah let me play that um the story of Maria. all right You play prelude, a little bit of prelude, just for like a couple. Oh minutes. wow! Yeah. And then a song called Elmas. I don't know if you remember that. That's not one that I know. Wow, I don't remember that Elmas. Which song is this now? Prelude. Oh okay. Wow. So according to you know his notes, which are pretty. I found that they're very accurate. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess we didn't play that one after that. Mm-hmm. 
ao máximo. It's weird how it triggers the I just a vague memory of that melody, but I don't think we ever played it again. But. Yeah, I think I have I have the a composition of that like written uh -huh. down, but I you know I didn't know if it became another tune or. or yeah, just, it just sounds yeah. sort of like this weird sort of dream thing in the back of my mind, like I. Yeah. But I don't think we ever played it on a gig or anything. Yeah, it's actually that's a um, that's an like an Armenian man's name, um, oh, wow. Elmas. But I don't I don't know who you know. I'm not sure if we had a relative with that name or I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So um, yeah. So do I don't know. Do you want to tell us what you have uh, any new <laughs> new ideas that are. Um, happening in the future or? oh i'm just plugging away yeah <laughs> it's you know just i have a an album coming out oh we we actually recorded one of with you know those i don't there's two albums that i did with thomas morgan uh -huh. and and each of those has one of paul's songs on it yeah and then now I made another album with Rudy Royston on drums and Thomas Morgan. And we recorded that song dance, which oh, uh -huh. we've done it a lot on gigs, but yeah. um, actually it's not, I don't, it's going to be, it won't be on the actual album itself, but it'll, I think it's going to be sort of a separate, what do they call it? Like an EP or something um like a, a single thing uh -huh. it didn't it didn't actually fit with the rest of the album because it's pretty wild you know it's yeah. really really wild just it it didn't quite make sense in the whole story of the but it's like i'm still his songs just keep i mean there's so i can't i can't shake them off you know because it's 
it's such a huge part of my life. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, on this, um, you did you rehearsed that with um, Mark Johnson on this. Oh um, wow, dance! Yeah, because that must have been. Yeah. And I spent so much time trying to learn how to play that, because that melody is like it's just, you know, it's all for the guitar. It doesn't just lay on the guitar like a, you know. I spent hours and hours and hours playing that and then with Paul we played it it became like a well there were a few of those songs that would become almost like a you know we didn't have to think or anything we just bam we just go and the song would just sort of come flying out and yeah so I'm thinking about you know that dance is one of those ones I've Thank you. 
But when That's is weird. that? Um, is that out now, or is it going to be take a little? No, it's longer? coming out in the fall. Oh, you'll have to send it to me, and I'll. Oh, oh, for sure I will. Yeah. And I'm not sure about the how the dance. That'll be some sort of separate thing. The the one with dance. There's dance and this other song that sort of go together like one piece. That, mm -hmm. But I'll send it to you for sure. And then hearing these songs, just the little bits that you played today, it's like, oh man, I got to play like that Victoria song. I remember that always, I could hear playing that more too. Like, and I, I don't yeah. think we played it much since those very early days. Yeah, it seems like he, you played like stuff that he had recorded with his early trios. Effort, yeah. Right? And that. I think that's on one of those albums um, with the one, maybe the one with JF, Jenny Clark, I think. Maybe, or even, that's right. Could it even be on his first album? The one. I think, with, I think Victoria is cause that, I think Keith Jarrett, didn't Keith Jarrett. Right. That's album? what I sort of yeah. remember Keith playing. Yeah. <coughs> um. Wow. Yeah. It's just so much. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, his music is very written very simply, but there's a lot going on or a lot for you to uh, oh, yeah. get from it. it. Do you think that's why you, you know, you can play it 40 years later? And Well, that's what also happens with, as I'm getting older, it happens even with my own music. Like some song that I wrote 30 years ago, I look at it now and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't realize... There's so much stuff in there. Well, like that, yeah, even yeah. more recently with that uh, one of Paul's songs, that mumbo jumbo that Thomas and I recorded. Uh -huh. You know, we recorded that after Paul had already passed away. And yeah, we started playing that and Thomas was playing these things. And I'm saying, what is that? It, just realizing all these years later that there's there's much more in there than I ever saw. You know, it's like as the time sort of, you just keep peeling back these, like an onion or something, you know, you just keep, the layers keep coming away and you keep seeing more and more. And I mean, that's true in all those songs.
It happens with standard songs or, or my own songs, but certainly with Paul's songs. They do, and they, you know, they're not, you said simple, but that's not, some of them are so complex that it's outrageous. But then some are, well, like that story of Mariam one, it's just, it's such a beautiful, it's like two chords or, you know, it's so like a, almost like a, lullaby or a children's song or something within that is this whole world of it's hard to talk about that stuff you know you yeah. can't explain like why you say it's simple but there's a maybe med would meditative be maybe the word you, like when you play yeah. it it's you kind of go into it and yeah yeah and lose it, yourself in there and totally and there and that's yeah. where it it's something else happening you know it's not just the notes and the chords it's the the spirit that's in there the you know the melody triggers something in a human being <laughs> you know he i think that's where paul really had he was so plugged into the human uh it's just what a song is you know where it's it came to him in a of course he studied music and he but he played for so long there was it was like there was like something uh 
it's like there was a song inside him that just when he started to write the stuff down, it just was seemed to be pouring out of him or something. Because he went, you know, he waited till later in his life to commit to that. Yeah. And and it, it's almost like this thing was pent up inside him or something, maybe, you know. I think maybe that's why he was so committed to you know, he really was uncompromising with I gotta do, you know, I gotta get this music to come out somehow. And yeah. I feel so lucky that I was there at that kind of at the not at the beginning of it, but at a point in his life where it was really like exploding out and I got to just be around that energy with him yeah because he i mean he was um you know playing for over 20 years as a sideman before he yeah. wrote any music for, that i that we know of anyway and yeah um, yeah yeah and i think he wrote i don't know if it's in the back of this book the, yeah it is and this you know the this is a i call it it's the gnome notebook you know the <laughs> oh yeah. I think I sent you a bunch wow. of pages out of it. But it um it's I I think it's like it is it's like it's the tipping point, you know, nineteen eighty one and in the back he has this little sticker. I don't know if you can see it, just like a that he uh, he added on later, but it says Paul Modian, Bill Evans drummer in the sixties, oh, Jarrett's yeah. drummer in the seventies, Paul Modian's drummer in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, that is so great. That yeah. is so awesome. It's funny, the different names he had, like he was thinking about. Did he ever talk to you about that? Different names for the group or Oh, I I remember <laughs> something about that. They're funny. They're like <laughs> Oh the Paul Palmodian Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> M Incorporated, but then he, he, I think I read somewhere that maybe John Abercrombie or something had used that so he couldn't use it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, some of them are, you just can't imagine that if he used that name, things wouldn't be the same. <laughs> so do you want to maybe... Tell us a little story about when you first, the first time you went over there to Paul's apartment. How um, he, did he, how did he, he just called you up, right? You didn't meet. Yeah. Him. Yeah. No, I never, no, I mean, I've told you this, but I'll try to tell you again, you know, um, no, I had just come back from, I was playing in, you know, I was living in New Jersey. I was playing, you know, I'd play in New York, like weddings or, whatever I get all just doing any kind of thing and I'd been in New York for a couple years living in a tiny little apartment with Carol and I had to go up to Boston to play I played in some hotel and it was during Thanksgiving and I was I was feeling a little down on my luck like <laughs> I'm wondering if anything's going to happen you know I'm struggling along just trying to get from week to week and so anyway I come back from Boston so it must have been very early in December I guess it's weird because the first I'm thinking the first rehearsal was in January is that do yeah, you know I think, that 
I think, was it? yeah, I think at the very end of the 1980 book, he, he had your name and your phone number yeah, written, so, written down. And um, I can probably find it. That's wild. Oh, here's another, here's another bad band name, Paul Modian and R.I.P. <laughs> and then he, he wrote oh, under yeah. it, quote, no direction. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but I had, I can just picture the moment that I was in, when the phone call came, I had, I actually had that conception vessel album uh-huh yeah that and was but i'd gotten it from the library i had it i didn't even own it i had it from the library in new jersey and it was sitting on the on the floor and then the phone rings and it's like out of just out of the blue you know hey man it's paul motion i'm like what i thought i thought i was dreaming or something and he asked me to come over to play so that it was just, I couldn't believe it Yeah, because I, I was think, such a fan. I think that this is it. Rehearsal, 2 p.m. Saturday, January 31st until 5 p.m. with Bill Frizzell, guitar, and Mark Johnson, bass. And he spelled your name so wrong. So would that be the, <laughs> was that the first one then? I don't know. I'm trying I, to figure I, out how it got I, from. Did it, unless you practiced in 1980, but I don't think so. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he didn't, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah. maybe I'm combining this trip to Boston and then, because I know I was in this, this very small apartment and, um, and then, you know, he said, do you want to come over, blah, blah, blah. And I go over and there's him and Mark, I hadn't met Mark and I, and I still can picture him when, when he opened the door, <laughs> when I, I came up to his apartment and the door opens and I was sort of surprised that he was, he wasn't as tall as I was expecting. You know, he was, uh -huh. <laughs> and he was wearing these, these jeans, like sort of, what do they call them? Like cargo pants, like these jeans. Cargo that had pockets. The, yeah. With yeah. He had yeah. those jeans and he had like a plaid, a plaid shirt. And it was like, just right away the energy that came off you know hey man you know that this super enthusiasm just bam the door opens and there he is and this little guy is there and like man that's him you know and so then I go in and I had my amp and my guitar and I'm I'm so nervous I just I don't know and I I hope this is but my memory is that the first song we played was My Man's Gone Now, this George Gershwin song. Um,
And here he actually wrote he wrote the songs, went over folk song for Rosie, what is this thing called love? Mandeville, Tanner Street, three person I knew dance. Rehearsal very good. 
Oh no, don't tell me we didn't play because I've been telling this story for uh, well maybe I mean maybe you did practice. But Ari that Ari person I knew is also a Bill Evans song. So Yeah. You know what what I was that sort of messes up my whole uh <laughs> thing that I tell right, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna go was, get the I'm gonna go get uh, the nineteen eighty book to see if there's another rehearsal in there. Uh, <laughs> It is. I mean, of course, maybe you played it and you didn't write it down. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I know we played it because I still have the um, the chart from that time and stuff. Uh -huh. but, but it was the song that I've been listening to since high school. And then when I got there, and him and Paul, him and Mark were talking about Bill Evans, and it's a song that I associated you know, a lot with Bill Evans and. Yeah, and Bill so, Evans had just died, right? Yeah, yeah. so it was sort of a, here I am this electric guitar player and I'm gonna play this song with the guys that played with Bill Evans, you know, this Bill Evans song.
other well he was yeah I think, well he was on tour with um pat metheny that fall and i think that pat is the one that right yeah pat told him about you, me right? so yeah so that is the first one because oh, wow. he was on the road a lot that fall before you know yeah he had a bunch of different on the road things and i, I don't see your name in here anywhere <laughs> Well, maybe there's more space after that trip to Bot. I was just thinking about that Thanksgiving, and then I'm thinking I, but yeah. But any anyway, then and then so then he said, we we played and it was great, and I was just hoping, please call me. You know, I I gotta come back, please. I was yeah. just hoping that it would go on, you know. And he said, well, can you come next week or what? And I said, yeah, that's great, and. So then in between that week, I got appendicitis and I had to go in the hospital and I was like, oh no, now I can't. I was just terrified that I, cause I was gonna have to miss the next rehearsal that he wouldn't, oh. he'd, he'd give up on me or something. So, uh -huh. but I'm in the hospital and I'm like, I guess I called him from the hospital or something. Oh man, I, I'm, I can't come, you know, I, I just had an operation and blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, don't worry. We'll do it when you get, you know, when you're feeling better. So then, then it started yeah. up again after I, and I, I remember I... showing him my scar. <laughs> he said, let me see your, and I pull up my shirt and there's this horrible appendic, appendicitis scar on my stomach. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a note in here somewhere about you being sick. But I don't know. I don't see it right now. But it's all in there. <laughs> so that must have laid you up for a bit. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, least, right? yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Longer. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but I was the main thing I was worried about was that oh no, is he gonna? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that he knew that I wanted to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he always, he's always spoke. He spoke the high, high, highly of you, <laughs> of anyone he knew. He's he, he's like, he isn't just a great musician. He's he's a beautiful person. He told me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was very serious, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he was kind of like a son to him, you know, in some ways. Yeah, that's what he, he felt like a, I don't know what that is, sort of an uncle, brother, friend, father, something or other. Yeah. Well, that's all we have room for, for today's show. So I will continue this part two next week. Um, I still have quite a bit more of an interview with Bill Frizzell and, um, Thank you for listening and check out jazzcloset.blogspot.com or Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet on Facebook if you want to see pictures and uh, other stuff. Stay well, everyone. <laughs>